525,600 bourbons. 525,000 sips that I love. Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and we are here tonight for the Sweet 16 of the Best Broadway Bracket. And I am joined by three of my very good friends. Uh, first, uh, I hope everyone here joins me in saying uh, a very good, a very strong get well, Stephen. Stephen, you're down sick for right now. Uh, we will be talking to you soon. Um, but we have got to get the recording done. And so I have pulled out the best substitute I can think of. That substitute is none other than Mr. Mike Mott. Mike, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? If I'm the best you had, you might have should have thought a little harder. But uh, <laughs> I, Chris, I'm Agreed. happy to be here. Uh, I have not listened to the most recent episode yet. I was literally going to do that tonight. <laughs> so half of this is going to be a spoiler for me, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but I've been really enjoying it so far, and I'm happy to share my opinions as well. Unfortunately, you guys did manage to narrow it down to all musicals that I have actually seen and can speak about as intelligently as normal on, which isn't saying very much. Uh, happy to be here. I am, uh, I've poured myself a lovely glass of uh, bourbon tonight. I'm riding the bourbon train. Uh, this is a, from the bottle of Basil Hayden that my in-laws gifted me very recently. Uh, it's a good, good standby, and it is delicious. Oh, Basil Hayden is good. I am, uh, I am joining you on the train today, but not on the bourbon train, Mike. You and I have switched bodies. Ah. I'm on the beer train tonight. This here is a Spencer Trappist Ale. Ooh. So this is I one of Trappist this is my continue my continuation of trying to get a beer from each uh, state in the union. This particular beer is from I have no freaking idea. A state that he's already got. <laughs> Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, okay. There you go. No, not from a state I already got. Massachusetts is where it's from. Actually, light and refreshing. This is a good beer for night. It's it's been ninety degrees here in Florida. I'll take it. Nice. Let's go on out right across the microphone. Nikki, how you doing? What are you <laughs> drinking? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm actually going to bring the boozy to boozy tonight since Woo-hoo! I haven't been for this entire bracket. Um, I got a fancy glass of uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey. So That stuff is smooth. It is really good. I'm enjoying it. We've been, we've been mixing it for Leah with... Uh, Mixing that equal parts that and Godiva chocolate liqueur, tossing Ooh, it in like, ice. It's, it's like, like a peanut pe- butter. That would cup. be like a Reese's, but yeah, like I was gonna say that's like a Reese's cup in a glass. And it? it's so good. <laughs> well, the last panelist here tonight is my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, babe, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great tonight. I'm glad to be here. Um, I was actually listening to a different podcast earlier today, and they were talking about how. It is still kind of springtime, even though it feels like summertime. Um, And how, like, in the fall, you drink your pumpkin spice lattes. In the winter, you have your hot chocolates. In the summer, you have, like, your lemonades. But there's not really a good spring drink. Um, So the consensus at the podcast was, like, anything with, like, berries in it is kind of a spring drink. So I am drinking a black raspberry sparkling ice drink and it is refreshing and i feel like spring has finally sprung and uh getting over a nice little sinus infection so it really is spring has sprung it's 90 degrees outside it's not spring anymore we had our week of spring it's summer now it's florida go ahead and get your spike lemonade 
it went straight to like winter to summer here so that bad yeah like it, it was really cold here and then all of a sudden it's just hot like we didn't have any like in between days Ugh. well we are here to get the sweet 16 whittled down to eight we're gonna start with mike mike you have got in the pre-1970 portion of the bracket the overall number one seed from here fiddler on the roof taking on the five seed of the music man lock in your vote this is a tough one for me, actually, because I really like both of these, uh, and neither one is one that I've had pleasure of seeing on the stage. Uh, I've seen both movies, but uh, that was that's been a little bit of a theme in, uh, throughout the podcast so far. I've noticed a lot of these. That's what we're basing it on, but I think both would be absolutely fantastic to see on the stage. Um, my gut tells me, and I think this is partially just because. Uh, it's one that I grew up with a little more because my, my mother loves it and we watched it together. And so it's a little bit more of a sentimental favorite for me. And I know more of the songs and I catch myself singing more of the songs from Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, so I think that's going to have to get my vote. But this is this is a really, really good matchup. They're all they're all tough ones from here on out. Uh, but uh, uh, at the since we just hit the sunset half of Sunrise Sunset, that's going to get my vote. Fiddler picks up its first vote. Nikki, over to you. Yeah, I was kind of surprised you went with Fiddler, to be honest. <laughs> I, I just I thought you'd go the other way. I don't I don't I don't know. It's all gonna be a surprise to me. I don't know what he's gonna pick. <laughs> we we don't talk here. <laughs> well, and granted, you just, just can agree to be on this like ten minutes ago. Right. So <laughs> um so uh this one's tough too because they're just so different. Um like Music Man is this really just like kind of fun musical has all that really you know classic singing and dancing it's just i feel like um music man is quintessential like broadway show um but i know there's like a special place for fiddler for me it was the first show i ever saw on stage um i saw a young actors theater production in tallahassee florida um hmm well, I think Steven would be pissed, but I'm going to go with Fiddler on the Roof. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, it's just, I like it a little bit better. I mean, it is sort of has that depressing and stuff, but I just think the story, I love all the different characters and some of the songs. So I'm giving it to Fiddler. It is a little bit longer on the depressing end, but I think I enjoy it more overall. So Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler picks up its second vote. Leah, do we have a sweep? So I'm also a little torn here. Um, I think I find more delight in watching The Music Man than I do Fiddler. Uh, neither of them I'm super passionate about personally, um, but Music Man just brings me more delight. But with that said, I think Fiddler has the better soundtrack overall. Like if you were going to listen to an entire set of songs for The Music Man, there's only a few parts that really stick with me and the rest is kind of a blur. So I think I'm going to swerve left here and actually go against my original thought, and I'm going to go with Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof, the one seed picks up the sweep, and we are moving on to the next portion of the pre-1970s bracket. This right here is a 3-2 matchup for the ages. Two classics. Everyone's heard of them. They've seen the movies. They've heard the music. We're talking, of course, about the three seed, the sound of music, the two seed West Side Story. Nikki, you're kicking us off. Ugh, boo again. Um, 
<laughs> uh, you know, you... <sighs> I don't know. Um, Sound of Music versus West Side Story. I think... I mean, again, the, this is another example, too, of, like, movies and on stage. Because I feel like the sound of music, I get wrapped in the movie. It was just a really well done movie musical. But I've seen Sound of Music on stage, and it's just not as good on stage as the movie. Whereas West Side Story, I liked it much better on stage than I enjoyed the movie. Even though the movie was good and it's classic, like, you know, just the fact that nobody really sang in it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, and then, uh, I didn't see the remake, so not that it matters, because this is a Broadway musical. I mean, I think both of them have a good storyline. Um, of course, West Side Stories is kind of stolen. Um, <laughs> Sound of Music is a little more original, based off a of real history, where West Side Story, they're just like, yeah, there's some history in it, but we're just going to set Romeo and Juliet in it. Um, so I just got to go by songs here. I think West Side Story has some of the better music. I mean, some the songs are just a little more catchy. West Side Music has great songs. There's really only a couple that are really good. Um, some of the others kind of fall behind. And it does get a little lost in the middle. Um, it's just hard because I feel like I love Sound of Music and I like West Side Story. But I think West Side Story might be the better Broadway musical. <laughs> All right. I'm going with West Side Story. It wasn't what I thought I was going to vote for, but I'm just going to do it. The peanut butter whiskey is getting to me. I don't know. West Side Story. Well, Nikki has once again proven that when you're a jet, damn it, you're a jet all the way. West Side Story has got its first vote. Leah, I honestly have no idea which way this is going. The choice is yours. Hey, me either. But I had to. Um, <laughs> I've really had to break this down, too. And actually, um, Nikki had a lot of very similar points to kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, I tried to try to think of it as objectively as possible because The Sound of Music is it's the, the movie is one of my top five favorite movies. I can watch it at any time. It has been a staple in my life since I was very, very little. Um, so I got to try and think of the Broadway versions but it's really hard to separate it from the movie versions because the movie versions of actually of both of these i've seen multiple multiple times so let's see let's compare the dance numbers west side story clearly has the better dance numbers and the choreography the sound of music has that sensual austrian dance that georg and maria do at the party which boy oh boy i just love to watch but all the other dancing in the sound of music is just like a lot of spinning around um so I definitely give West Side Story the point in the dance department. When it comes to music, you know, they both have pretty stellar soundtracks, in my opinion. Um, as a child, I would FFW through Climb Every Mountain because I just I thought it was the stupidest waste of time song in the show. But actually, as an adult, I actually find it pretty powerful. Um, for West Side Story, I pretty much love every song in there. Um so actually, I think I'd probably give more of a point for West Side Story for the songs. The romance, I couldn't care less about Tony and Maria. Um, 
And this is the Battle of Maria's. That's funny. Um, I couldn't care less about Tony and Maria. I get it. They're dreamers who are young and in love. But if they had both survived the story, I don't think they would have been OTP. Um, and when they do disagree in the story, nothing is ever agreed upon or even discussed in any detail. Whereas Georg and Maria, they changed each other for the better in The Sound of Music. You see them argue. You see them disagree. But when it comes down to it, to choose to leave or to stay with each other, they make the decision to leave the country together with their family, even though it's hard. Um, so the sound of music is going to get a vote for me in the romance department, and then it just comes down to the overall story. Um, I think the overall story of West Side Story is a little bit more complex than the sound of music, um, but it is fair because it is borrowed from the plot of Sir Willie Shakes. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to really separate that. Um, but after hearing Nikki give all of her wonderful points as well, I do have to separate the Sound of Music musical from the Sound of Music movie. And she makes a very good point that uh, the Sound of Music show is not as powerful as the movie. So as much as I love Sound of Music, I am going to give my vote to West Side Story for the stage production here. And with that, Chino has officially solved the problem like Maria. Just kill the boyfriend. Everything else goes away. Mike, do we have a sweep? <laughs> uh, first, I wanted to say that I'm a little upset that Leah stole my Maria versus Maria line. That was the, that was <laughs> that wasn't purposeful. I just happened to figure it out. I, I know I that was when you when you suddenly when you suddenly backed into it. I was like, darn it! I was hoping nobody else would notice that. Um, Mike's been working on that for all of like eight eight nine seconds now. Or- yeah, r- uh, seriously. Um, so I'll be completely honest. I'm not the world's biggest West Side Story fan. I think I I like it fine, but it's. It, I, I didn't love it. I, I felt like there were a lot of other people seemed to have hold it in higher esteem than I did. And I really love Sound of Music, but I also think that my wife made a very good point. Sound of Music, like, is it as powerful if you do, if you have the opening number and you're sit, you know, the whichever actress that is not Julie Andrews is singing "The Hills Are Alive" with the Sound of Music, but there's not that helicopter swooping in and the whole thing. That's what I love. It's such an amazing screen production. I don't necessarily think that it would be as powerful on stage. And I and the choreography for West Side Story is basically unmatched. It's fantastic. And to actually see that level of dance live, I think, would be tremendous. So, again, I, I am basing, again, on the two movies. And Nikki's 100% right, like, basing it on the movies. None of the actors did their own singing. Like, it's, you know, so... It's well, they a, did in the sound of music, but not in, in the sound of music, not not in West Side Story. That, that's what I'm saying. But uh, some um, did. So yeah, well, I'm sure just some. Just not like the lead. Yeah, <laughs> just not not just not uh, Natalie Wood. <laughs> Was that wasn't that one of the Marnie Nixon ones that she yeah. overdubbed and got like no credit for? Yeah, yeah. Didn't she do like three different ones? Uh, she she yeah she did King and I. And she did it. She did a whole bunch. Shout out to Marnie Nixon. Yeah, that's right. Seriously, <laughs> but we're not talking about film musicals. We're talking about Broadway musicals. If this was film musicals. I would give Sound of Music the edge, but I think in terms of overall production value, and uh, and I do think that you know the story arc is is a little better. Like West Side Story ramps up towards the end, where Sound of Music, oddly, even though they're they're escaping Nazis, I feel like it kind of tapers off towards the end. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it the sweep. We have another sweep. West Side Story moving on to the Elite Eight, and before we move on. Um, do I remember this correctly? Didn't wasn't there a rumor about Julie Andrews on the set of Sound of Music? Julie Andrews and like the oldest Van Trapp son. Ooh, 
scandal. I didn't hear that. But this was pre. This was pre Blake Edwards. I don't know who Blake Edwards is. Julie Andrews' husband. I, I, I would hope so. Then <laughs> I would hope so. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that. Now I'm not trying to spread gossip from 70 years ago. Sorry. Go oldest Von Trapp kid okay. that I've Julie, never. Julie I don't Andrews, his name. if you're listening to this, let us know. Yeah. Just, just it's it was in the past. Who cares? You know, That's right. We just want to know. Julie, five star rating, write us a review. That'd be great of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Julie, that would be, that would be fantastic. Excuse me, Mrs. Miss Andrews. Mrs. Andrews, you're wonderful. No, no Dame Judy Andrews. Dame, I'm pretty Dame sure Judy she's Andrews. Dame. I would I would assume she's a Dame. Maybe she's probably, not. Probably. Did I just offend? <laughs> I'm fairly know. certain she's. I'm fairly certain I she's don't a Dame. Even know. And what a Dame. Guys and Dells is already out. I know. It is. Oh, my Lord. We're moving on. We are into our 70s and 80s portion of the bracket. And, guys, it doesn't get any easier here. Um, it really doesn't. Because here in the 80s and 90, 70s and 80s portion of the bracket, we have got the overall one seed from here, Les Miserables, taking on the four seed of Into the Woods. This one is tough. And we are going to start with Leah. Who's not at the desk right now? I don't know where she went. Hey, Leah, was Sound of Music? Was that the one where there was the rumor about uh, the oldest Van Trapp and Julie Andrews having a fling? Um, yeah, the guy who played uh, Friedrich. 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 I don't know if it's actually true or not. And also, um, I don't know if you discussed this, but uh, Sir Christopher Plummer, who I don't think is a sir, but I just love him to death, or loved him since he's dead now. I think. Um. Oldest Oscar winner in history for supporting yep. actor or actor. I don't know. Supporting. He did actor. not like the sound of music. He, no, did, he did not, not like it, and he had all negative things to say about filming it, and that it was so stupid, and blah 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 blah. blah. But I think over the years, he he changed his mind about it and could think more fondly on it. But now, Leah, we are over to you. Lay Miz versus Into the Woods. Take us away. So this is not even close to a competition for me. This is hands down going to go to Les Mis. The songs are better. The story is more compelling. And I think it's a harder feat to pull off. Uh, plus, when the characters die in Les Mis, like, I care about them. Like, I am devastated at their deaths. I don't care about any of the deaths in Into the Woods. I mean, I feel like I should, but I don't. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Les Mis. Les Mis picks up its first vote. The next vote goes to Mike. Well, I actually have the fortune of, even though I've never seen Into the Woods on stage, I have seen a stage production of it on television, which means I don't have to just base this vote on the god-awful movie. Thank God. Um, not that it would have mattered anyway. I mean, let, let's be honest. I love Into the Woods. Actually, I think, that, you know, movie notwithstanding, again, don't don't watch that. Watch, you know, you can find, yeah, I guarantee you can find a DVD of some stage production at your local library. Libraries for the win. Watch that instead. It's 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 going to be much truer to the story. It's going to be a lot better. I love Into the Woods. It's such a fantastic story, uh, the, and the way that it subverts the the tropes of the all the fairy tales. It's just great. But it doesn't touch Les Mis. Les Mis is just it's such a tremendous stage spectacle. It's completely memorable from start to finish. It's this. It's a classic story of uh, you know a man who you know, is branded a criminal by society, making something of himself and the man who can't let it go. Uh, shout out to frozen fans. Sorry. Yeah. I know. I, I can't say that phrase anymore. Thanks to our daughters without singing the song frozen in my head. Musical is not on this list. I know. I know. Thank goodness for that. Uh, 
No, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked there. Um, but it's it's just a wonderful story. I uh, I read the abridged version of the Victor Hugo novel, and the fact that they managed to condense even that down to a musical that is not only uh, coherent but also just captures that story in all of its majesty and as Le- and as Leah said, in all of its tragedy and. It's just a wonderful production, uh, and so as I do like Into the Woods a lot, and I'm glad it got this far. I'm not super surprised it got this far. I mean, given the seating, it's this is the right place for it, and this is the right place for it to go home. Unfortunately, uh, sorry, Into the Woods, but Les Mis gets my vote. Les Mis picks up the oh my lord, the deciding vote. Let's hear from everybody though. Nikki, you're up. Yeah, we've had all like sweeps. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, because again, this was, this is tough in a way for me, not, I mean, I do, I, my vote goes to Les Mis, but I, I just want to talk about how different these musicals are, so it's really kind of hard to put them in the same yeah, place. I don't true. know, I mean, they're just so different. I mean, I love Into the Woods. I think it's probably one of Soddenheim's best. Um, I, I love, they're doing an, on, they're doing a encore version of it in new york right now with um like heather headley and neil patrick harris i mean like i want to go see it it's like a thousand dollars a ticket so i'm not going to go see it but if you know <clears throat> if mike wants to pay a thousand dollars or, or, or if generous <laughs> listeners want yeah. to subsidize we need some patron listeners <laughs> to come. <laughs> just kidding uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Into the Woods, and I, I did a production of it in college. It was so much fun. I played one of the stepsisters. It was hilarious. I liked being blind and all that. Um, and I watched the, um, I guess it was kind of, I don't even think it was a bootleg version. I think you could actually get like a VHS of it at the movie store at the time with like Bernadette Peters. Um, so I watched that version a lot. I mean, I said the movie is terrible, but we've, we've discussed that. It's great on stage. Um, so... My vote definitely goes to Les Mis. We'll talk to more, more about Les Mis later. I just wanted to talk a bit about Into the Woods because it really is a great musical. Um, it just didn't really... It was, it was a tough matchup. I mean, it was a tough matchup for Into the Woods. It was a very scrappy matchup, but it tried. Didn't win. That That's like that That's like the boxing match that somehow goes the distance, but isn't really close. You're just happy you're still in the fight in the last round. Uh, I've Adrian! heard great things. I've heard great things about Into the Woods. My only experience with it is the movie. And that movie's agony to watch. Agony! (laughs) That that song is great in that movie, though. It's the The single highlight of the movie. I know. Literally the only good part. Well, no, Anna Kendrick. (laughs) But hey, we're moving on. Next up, we have got, stop me if you've heard this before, a three versus two matchup. It is the three-seed Chicago the two-seed Phantom of the Opera, and we're starting with Mike. Oh, man. Uh, another great matchup uh, and another instance of two that I have not... I've seen the movie versions. <laughs> I've not seen the stage version. And based on that alone, based on the movie versions, Chicago wins hands down. But if I'm translating them into the onto the stage, I think it's a much more even matchup. Where I think I am still going to vote for the upset and give my vote to Chicago, I'm part of it is I'm not the world's biggest Weber fan. I just I'm just not. Blasphemy. 
I know, I know, I know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I, sh- I didn't tell them that before they invited me to be the third panelist, but it, it you know, it's the only Weber one left. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blissfully, you guys got rid of cats real quick, so I think I was thankful for that. But also, um, and this is maybe this is maybe a weird way to go about it, but um, the songs with Chicago, the songs in Chicago stick with me so much more, and I think it's in part because. Uh, my roommate was a member, and actually so was I later on, but was a member of the Off-Broadway troupe uh, in college. And his one of his favorite musicals was Chicago, and he would pra- he would use the songs to practice all the time. So, so many of those songs got ingrained into my psyche so much more than the songs in Phantom. Like in Phantom, I can only think of one, one or two songs that have really stuck with me, whereas Chicago, the entire soundtrack, I feel like start to finish, I can name so many more of the songs, I can sing so many more of the songs off the top of my head. I, I, I genuinely think it's the better soundtrack. And so for that reason, I'm going to give my vote to Chicago. And that may be blasphemy, but I'm sure the ladies will inform me of that if it is. Uh, Chicago picks its first vote. The next vote here is going to Nikki. Nikki, is Mike Mr. Cellophane? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Mike has some good points. I'll give him that. It's it's it, This is actually a really tough matchup. Again, it's, I mean, these are both um, probably two of the most longest running musicals. I think Chicago took a break and came back, but I mean, I think Chicago is always on Broadway. I don't think the Phantom of Opera has less have has left Broadway since like the eighties. Um, so you definitely have like the dynasty of musicals right here matching up. Um, Chicago. I mean, Mike was talking about soundtracks, and a part of me agrees that I kind of like the soundtrack to Chicago. It's just it's a little bit more fun. Um, it's easier to sing along to. I think. I think for me too. Just maybe I'm not a. I don't have a soprano voice, so me trying to sing any songs that Christine sings just sounds terrible because <laughs> she has this operatic voice. Um, <laughs> I mean, I might have pulled off the Phantom better than Gerald Butler. I don't know. But, you know, we'll see. In the shower, I sound better than Gerald <laughs> Butler. Um, yeah, the movie versions again. Yeah, definitely. If we, were, if, we were ap- if we were comparing movie versions, I mean, please don't see the Phantom of the Opera movie and think that's the Phantom of the Opera because it's not. Um, Phantom of the Opera on stage, if you ever get the opportunity to go see it live, it's such a spectacle. I mean, the chandelier coming down from the ceiling and just all this you know the candles when they're in the um you know when they're singing music in the night and all that stuff i mean it's just it's a production and you know considering that it was made in the 80s and it's still a pretty big production um now chicago is one of those musicals it's on broadway all the time and it always has some kind of movie star or pop star in it who does like a brief stint in chicago so i mean it's it's definitely trendy um I I think I'm going to go for Fan of the Opera here just just because I do think it's just a little bit more of this epic musical. I think Chicago, I mean, it's great. I mean, it has great songs, but really you could just do a mini production of Chicago. Like I did a little production of it in college and you really need a small stage and just a few singers. And that's great. Um, I like that you could do that. You don't need a whole lot of set. You don't need a a lot of anything. But there's something about like if I want to go to a Broadway musical, I want to see like this epic stage production. So I'm going to give it to Fan of the Opera because of that. And Phantom has tied this up one-to-one. Leah, you are the tie-breaking vote. Lock it in. Yeah, I just don't know, and I don't really care. Um, I don't care about the story (laughs) for either of these shows. Um, So I do... 
The best thing about that we're doing the muse the mu- best musical on Broadway bracket is because the music plays such a big piece in it. Um, so I'm just gonna have to use the soundtracks to drive my decisions for these two. Um, Phantom's got the dun 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 dun. dun. It's got masquerade dun 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 dun, dun. masquerade. Um, it's got the love songs. It's got music of the night and all I ask of you, which I do think are really really good love songs. Um, for Chicago, really the only song I care about is Cell Block Tango. That's it. None of the other songs. Like, I know the Mama Take Care of You, you know, the Mama song, um, and Mr. Cellophane. When and then, you're good to Mama. Yeah. And then what's the one? Something about a gun. There's a, there's they both refer oh, yes, to the gun. Yes, the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Yeah. So, like, I know, I kind of know those songs, but, like, I don't care. I'm not going to turn on the soundtracks for those songs. The only song I'm actually going to turn on the Chicago soundtrack to listen to is Cell Block Tango. Um, whereas the Phantom soundtrack, there's four or five that I just named that I would probably listen to all the way through. Um, so, the stories don't really do anything for me, so I'm going off of the song. And so, by going on the music, I'm going with Phantom. And with that, you can look right through him, walk right by him. We never even know Mike was there because his opinion didn't matter. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera moves on. <laughs> and we are understandable. Moving on. Understandable. It's just perfectly Sorry. Understandable. understandable. <laughs> we are on to the 1990s it's to 2005 so portion of the bracket. Nikki, you're kicking us off here. And this one I know is going to tear your heart out a little bit. Are you going with Wicked? The overall one seed or the number four seed of Rent? Ouch. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, this is hard. I mean, actually, you know, I actually did vote against Wicked in the last round because I am a big Avenue Q fan. So I think I voted for Avenue Q, but I, if I remember correctly, um, Rent is a sentimental favorite of mine. Um, I just love Rent, um, so it's hard. So I've got to be objective. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I love Wicked, too. I mean, like, Wicked is amazing. I mean, I, I think the problem that we, you know, we've, we've been kind of talking about Wicked, and we've, we've said it how good it is, but then it's also, like, I, I don't know... Just, you know, we, we talked about, does Wicked hold up? But I'm not 100% sure Rent holds up. Um... Uh, because, you know, again, Rent was this, like, groundbreaking musical at the time. Um, and, I mean, it had this great kind of rock opera soundtrack. I mean, it stole the story, but that's fine. I mean, they changed it up a little bit, you know. But, yeah, it's La Boheme, and we, we just stole a story. Um, Wicked stole a story. So, um, originality, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, oh, this one tears my heart out a little bit because, hmm, I, I, against my, my heart judgment here, I'm going to go with Wicked. And here's my reasoning. Uh, I think, again, I've been talking about I want to kind of see these spectacles on stage. And, like, Wicked is just this really good spectacle. Um, I think the music, I think it's just more universal, to be honest. I mean, if you're going to go to Broadway um and you only can see like one show i just don't know if rents the show because i don't know if it's everybody's kind of show um i think it's 
not everybody's going to love Rent the way some people do. I think it was like a 90s kid. Like if you were into Rent in the 90s, like you're always going to be a Rent head. You're always going to love Rent. But I think someone who sees Rent right now doesn't get it as much. Um, so I'm going to go with Wicked because I do think on the broad on the Broadway whole, it's more enjoyable as a whole and it's more of a more of a spectacle. It breaks my heart though cuz I do love Rent. But Wicked. And with that Wicked has its first vote. Leah, you're up. Ah, the battle of the Adele Dazims. This is (laughs) true. This is really, really difficult for me. So it's been probably three weeks since we have done our last recording, since we actually sat down and recorded this. So I've known for three weeks that this matchup was happening. I typed out my my notes that I always do of how I'm going to vote a certain way and things I want to highlight from both shows. But for three weeks, I have not had an outcome of this vote. I'm driving in the car, and I'm debating it in my head. I'm sitting in a proctor meeting. I am debating this in my head. Um, I still haven't come up with an answer yet, so let me just read kind of what my thought process was, and maybe I'll have one at the end of this. So, both have incredible soundtracks, with just one or two songs that are just okay. Um... Wicked, my high points of that show, Popular, Loathing, One Short Day, which does not get enough love for its theatrics and its beautiful colors and its poppy song, Um, Defiant Freaking Gravity, which, Avi, I mean, I think it's like right before the um, intermission, which is just like a showstopper for sure, Um, and then obviously For Good at the end, which is great. Low points, Political Subplot, Angsty Sister and the Munchkin, Romance with Fiero that I really do not care at all. I really don't care about Fiero as a character at all, honestly. Um, but Rent, my high points. Take me out tonight and another day. Love that. Jesse L. Martin's singing voice and I'll cover you. Um, Lovey Bohem, obviously, is the, is the kind of like, the, not the showstopper, but that's the big theatrical number for that. Uh, you know, Will I Lose My Dignity, Seasons of Love. Take Me Baby or Leave Me, What You Own, Finale B. Lots of great songs there. Low points for the most part. The Roger-centric songs, sorry, Nikki, (laughs) where he's real moody. Um, You know, most of Maureen's scenes just because she's not a character I root for at all. Um, And then Mark's stint with Buzzline and every time he's a selfish friend to everybody else. Um, So, yeah, so those are my highlights. Those are my lowlights. And I'm... stuck i'm stuck because like nikki said i think if you're a new person and you are going to see both of these shows for the very first time it's been i saw both of these for the first time in the mid 2000s probably mid mid to late 2000s was less the first time i saw on stage and wicked i remember coming out of the theater thinking about for days Like, I was just mesmerized by it, and it drew me in. Rent, to be fair, I saw the movie first before I saw the stage production, but still. Um, Rent was kind of like more of a slow burn. It was not one that I was constantly thinking about, but it's something that is, is it like, it ran deeper to me. Wicked was very surface level that I thought about all the time, but Rent hit me in a much deeper spot. 
Um, and I really thought about a lot of real world issues, a lot of my own feelings um, about how other people are feeling in their situations. That's what I got out of Rent. Um, and it really opened my eyes to a lot of new ideas and, and new concepts. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Rent because I have to, I, 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 I try to vote objectively, but it's, 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 at a standstill, I don't think I'll ever get past that. So I'm going to cast my vote for Rent just because it hit me on a much deeper level that stays with me. And I, I dwell upon it and think about Rent a lot more than I do Wicked. I want you to remember, Leah, you're literally making the choice to put this in Mike Mott's hands. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Because I, I, there is, no, in my opinion, there is no wrong choice here. It's I'm fine either way with both of these because I think they're both fantastic. Well, Mike, it's over to you. One-to-one tie, Wicked or Rent, lock in your pick now. Oh, goodness. Uh, I'm actually surprised my wife voted against, uh, not voted against Rent. She just voted for Wicked. Uh, I thought that was a the hands-down thing. But we're just full of surprises tonight between the two of us, so that's awesome. <laughs> my heart. I, lo- I-, I know. Oh, I know. I know. These are, so, I, I actually... I don't have the quite the same affinity for Rent as my wife does just because she grew up listening to the soundtrack. I mean, not grew up. She was already a teenager but when she started listening to the soundtrack. Uh, but she she's much more familiar with it. It was much more her uh, in her wheelhouse. I didn't experience it until the movie. Uh, which, but, but I discovered a really, really great soundtrack. Leah already uh, spoke uh, about a, a lot of the great songs on there. Uh, obviously, Seasons of Love uh, La Viva Wem or, or, uh, and Take Me Out Tonight. Those are the three that, that, that I think stick out the most to me. Uh, but she also spoke about the Wicked. I, uh, we actually had the pleasure of seeing together on the stage at the Straz Center in Tampa. And I really enjoyed that. I thought it was <coughs> a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I loved kind of trying to figure out, okay, how this is going to ultimately fit into the Wizard of Oz the way it did. I thought that was you know, really clever. Obviously, it's based on the uh, uh, Gregory Maguire novel, so you know it had that underpinning. But you know, as as Nikki said, Rent was basically a modernized version of uh, La Boheme. So you know what? That's it's all good. I don't know. I guess okay. And I like the way Nikki. Well, I like I like the way both they both approached it. If you're going to see one show on Broadway, which one would you see? I I kind of. I think Wicked is the more spectacular show. Rent Rent is a little bit more of a time capsule, I think, toward a very specific time and a very specific place. But I actually think if you're going to go with which one are you going to come away thinking about more and which one is going to be stick with you a little longer i don't want to make my wife have to make another decision but i think i gotta go with rent on this one i think that i think it's had i also think it's had a little bit more of a pop culture impact you never you don't really see a whole lot of references to wicked whereas team america world police opens with lease which is a parody of rent like and the whole thing it's it's hilarious (laughs) right exactly it's like like rent rent was a show that i knew based on pop culture references before i ever saw the show in a way that i didn't with wicked wicked i knew broadly what it was about but i didn't 
feel like I had a sense of the show. So I, th- I think Rent, I think Rent's inclined to be the one that people will will continue talking about, and because it is a time capsule of a specific time, I think that that's actually going to make it more of a spectacle in in the long run, brought in revivals and stuff like that. So I, I'm actually going to give my vote to Rent and give it the upset. And the first one seed is out. Wicked has been eliminated. Rent moving on to the Elite Eight. And there is no rest for the weary. We are moving on. Leah, you're picking first here. Are you going with? Whew. Sorry, I'm still a little shocked by that. But the 11 seed of Assassins or the 2 seed of the Producers? Wow. So I'm shocked that Assassins is still on this bracket. Good for you, Assassins. Um... I do actually enjoy Assassins a lot more than I do the producers, but I know that I'm in the minority there. Um, The critics and the fans both love the producers. It is a fairly funny and original concept. Um, It's a Broadway show about a Broadway show, essentially, so there's a lot of meta-ness going on there. Um, Objectively, I will go with the producers here, um, but I'm really glad that Assassins um, has made it this far and has gotten to um, be showcased a little bit more on here so more people can check it out. No, just for that, I'm taking Leah to lunch at Sardi's. We're bringing the next pick over to Mike. <laughs> so, so this is how crazy this is. I've actually seen Assassins on stage. Like, of all those other musicals that I have not seen a stage production of, I've seen Assassins 100%. I love Sondheim. Like, it was such a fun production. Uh, a Vanderbilt University Theater did it when I was in college. It was a blast. So obviously, I didn't see it on Broadway, but I got to see a stage production. It was super fun and super cool. And I really, really enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> but damned if right now I can remember a single song from it. <laughs> it's great. Like it's it's wonderful in that moment. And it's so it's I love the the conceit of bringing all these all the different, you know, people together and stuff like that. But it's not the producer. The producers is such a tremendous, uh, pardon the phrase, production. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, again, it was based on the absolutely fantastic mel brooks movie uh and but i still you know it's it's awful but i you're, you're darn right i still catch myself randomly singing springtime for hitler and, you know different things like that it's it's the producers i love assassins but i think producers is the better mu- musical i think it's the better production and uh you know based on what we were uh, using last time, I think if you're going to choose between these two and you have the opportunity to see one on Broadway, you're going to choose the producers. So the producers gets my vote as well. The producers has a two to nothing lead. Nikki, do we have another sweep? Yeah. Did we see the producers together? No. When did it? Where did I? Who did I? See? How, I, I mean, I've seen it on stage. But I, I don't know, but this no. man must surely die by my hand. <laughs> I'm just. I guess I saw it in San Antonio. For some reason, no, I thought, you, yeah, for some I reason, I thought I. For some reason, I thought I saw it in Tarpon Springs. What did we see in Tarpon Springs? We saw Company. Uh, we saw Company uh, in Tarpon Springs. Why is it yes. Company on this list? I like Company. That's right, a anyway. great question. Know, speaking it, of Sondheim. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, speaking of Sondheim. Anyway, but uh, yeah. And honestly, if I'm being honest, I've seen Company several times, and I've never seen Assassins on stage. Now I've seen. Um, you know, I've heard the soundtrack and I've seen bits and pieces of it, um, but I've never seen it fully on stage. So Assassins has been a little bit harder um, for me to judge. Um, but I do like the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I, again, it's kind of like everybody else. I mean, I'm glad Assassins made it. It was a it was a good uh, Sondheim musical. It's not the most well-known Sondheim. I would say that's probably Into the Woods and probably Company, uh, you know, second on that. Right. But um, 
Yeah. I mean, producers, producers has got to win this one. So I'm going to give my vote to producers. Producers picks up the sweep. It is moving on. We bid Charles Gateau a long farewell. <laughs> and we are moving on to the most recent version of the bracket, the 2006 to today version. And wouldn't you know, it, we're staring down the pick of the overall number one seed. No one's shocked by this. Hamilton taking on the four seed of Dear Evan Hansen. Mike, take us away. So these are two musicals that I have seen both on stage uh, with the woman sitting to my left here. And I really, really enjoy both of these musicals. Uh, we had a great time seeing both of them. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, I didn't, I knew nothing about it going in. And um, I got to, I got to see the, the version we got to see had been with Ben Platt. Is that his, that his name? Was, yeah, but I don't think he was. Wasn't the, it him? No, we I, saw the touring. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was still him in the, in the show. That we saw. Anyway, doesn't matter. Whoever the whoever the guy was that played Evan Hansen was was fantastic. Um, but I do think, as has been said, I think it was Stephen who pointed it out in one of the earlier episodes. Dear Evan Hansen's biggest problem is that um, it it packs so much great stuff into the first act that the second act kind of tapers off a little bit. To a certain extent, that's also true of Hamilton, because the second act is definitely a little bit more of a downer, but you still get the rap battle between him and Jefferson. You still two rap battles between him and Jefferson. You still get you still get that amazing closing number with where they focus on what Eliza did after Hamilton's death. You still get all of that stuff. I, I mean, Chris, you said it. It's no shock that Hamilton is the one seed. Uh, this is my first chance to say this in this particular boozy, even though we're approaching the final round. But to me, Hamilton's the juggernaut. It really is. It's It has pervaded pop culture in a way that it's been a very long time since musicals have done that. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, fantastic show. See it if you get the chance. It's not going to touch Hamilton here. Hamilton gets my vote. Hamilton picks up its first vote. Next vote goes to Nikki. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike said, <laughs> I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike said, Mike said a lot of that that I would have said. Um, I enjoyed Dear Evan Hansen. I really did. I, I, I guess for me, the music, I, here's the thing. I think the music was good in Dear Evan Hansen, like some of the songs I enjoyed. I liked that it was sort of this modern, you know, story, you know, with teenagers. But overall, the plot to me was not super interesting, if I'm being perfectly honest. It was kind of like, you know, it was just teenage angsty a little bit. Um, well, I mean, Hamilton has a little bit of teenage angsty stuff in it, too. <laughs> but, it's, but you know, I mean, but it's a, it, on a much different level. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, the just the creativity of Hamilton um, just outweighs Dear Evan Hansen. Um, where I think it's a great little musical. Again, it's just hard. How I, I just don't—they just don't compare. They, these are just not matched. Um, this is definitely a short little team going in to try to play with, like you know, Duke, um, or whatever. You know, I guess Duke lost. Or I, won't, I won't use that as an example, but you know what I mean. Um, not Mercer is what she's saying. Yes, it's it's you know. Um, but I, I mean, Dear Evan Hansen made it far, and it's been very popular. There's a reason it's been a popular musical. I haven't seen the movie version of it that they recently came out with. I haven't heard here nor there about it, but um, yeah, but it's definitely a great soundtrack. So, but yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton picks up the second vote. Leah, do we have a sweep? 
yeah, here's what it comes down to for me is that I listen to both of these soundtracks uh, for a significant amount of time before I actually got to see their stage productions. Um, so I already knew the so- a lot of the songs going into when I saw it on stage. And you know what? I get just as many feels listening to You Will Be Found, Does Anyone Have a Map, Waving Through the Window. When I listen to those Dear Evan Hansen songs on Spotify, I get the same amount of feels that I do watching the show acted out on stage. But for Hamilton, its soundtrack is start to finish more powerful than most anything I've ever heard before in my life. Um, You can listen to it consistently and just like follow the story of Hamilton's life. Or you could just pick random songs of how you're feeling in the moment. They are literally all great. I don't skip over any of them. But then when you watch the stage production and the choreography, it's all so perfect. Um, You do need to see it at least once. Even if you know that soundtrack by heart, you've got to see the stage production of Hamilton at least once. If you can't see it live, just get Disney Plus, guys. It's got the OBC. There is so much that I missed from Hamilton, the show, by just listening to the soundtrack. You've got to see the actual show. And... I don't know if you necessarily have to do that for Dear Evan Hansen. I could get the gist of it by just listening to the soundtrack and still be moved in the same way that I was watching it. So I am definitely going to go for Hamilton here. We'll talk about it more later. Well, Leah's put herself back in the narrative. Hamilton has got its sweep. It's moving on to the Elite Eight. And we are down to the last pick of this portion of the bracket. We have got... The upstart Hades Town taking on the two seed juggernaut of Book of Mormon. Nikki, kick us off. Uh, so yeah, I mean Hades Town. Um, that was one that was kind of included. It's a newer musical. Um, I watched the YouTube version of it, but I've not seen it on stage. I hadn't really heard about it until this bracket. Um, but I would really like to see it on stage. Um. I'm I am fascinated by you know like Greek mythology and all that stuff. So that stuff is very interesting, and I and I do enjoy that. But Book of Mormon is just fun. <laughs> I mean, it's just so much fun. I just it just cracks me up. So I just feel like if I just want to have a fun good night to go to the theater, like Book of Mormon is just a good time. Um, it's a great musical. Um, yeah, I I would say that. I mean, I love the soundtrack. Don't get the music itself is pretty, you know, it's fine, but you know, it's just more about the comedy and everything. So, but I, I think overall it has more staying power than uh, Hades Town. So I'm going with uh, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon's got a one nil lead. Leah, over to you. Yeah, both of these are critically acclaimed shows, so I won't be sad. Um, no matter who makes it on. Um, but I guess I am get to make that decision because I'm also going to go with Book of Mormon here because it just has more staying power for me. Hadestown is good and it's interesting, um, but I think Book of Mormon deserves to move on because it is more widely regarded amongst a much larger audience. Um, and I think it just it has a bigger impact. So I'm going to go Book of Mormon. All right, Mike, take us home. 
I'm really glad this didn't come down to me because when I was looking at all the matchups, this was the one that I didn't want to come down to me because Hades Town is the one that I've never actually seen. I've heard some of the soundtrack. I don't even know if I've heard the full soundtrack, so I'm but I'm at best vaguely familiar with it. It's enough to make me want to see it for sure. It sounds super interesting and super cool, but I don't have a leg to stand on here. Book of Mormon I have seen twice on stage, uh, and it's absolutely fantastic uh and nikki and i got to see it together and we're just it's so it's so much fun uh it is not the best musical that the south park guys have ever written that of course would be south park bigger longer and uncut it's just a movie musical but stephen sondheim agrees with me on that so i just like to point that out (laughs) (laughs) that said book of mormon is just tons of fun and uh it's got a, uh, Nikki's right. The, the soundtrack isn't like it doesn't blow you away, but it does stick with you. And a lot of the songs, they're just they're just so much fun. So uh, and I, you know, I do every now and then I'll I'll catch myself going like I believe randomly or or stupid things like that. I, I also occasionally uh, will catch my brain saying the 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 African phrase that I'm not even going to say because of what it means but no every now and then no uh but yes no book of mormon is getting my vote too and with that book of mormon is sweeping its way into the elite eight and let's go ahead and recap the decisions that we made tonight ladies and gentlemen as we move forward the elite eight looks like this lay miz against phantom of the opera above that Fiddler on the Roof against West Side Story. Rent against the Producers. Hamilton against Book of Mormon. These are some heavy hitters. Y'all got some really tough decisions to make next week. I can't wait to see how that goes. I hope you're enjoying what we're doing here at Boozy Bractology. If you are, uh, if you've got the financial means to support the show, patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b your exclusive home for all of our bonus content bonus brackets bonus trivia our our monthly or bi-monthly show boozy revisited where we go and look at all the bad decisions we made the month before all right there on our patreon feed uh the other thing you can do if you enjoy the show if you have anyone that you think would like to listen to the show have them listen the by the way the uh the broadway bracket is a good place to start next month Best game show bracket. That's a fun one. And then we're moving headlong, headfirst into the best Beatles song bracket. This summer, it is on here at Boozy Bracketology. You can find us on Facebook, The Lounge, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience in Boozy Bracketology. Boozy Bracketology is on Instagram. Boozy Brackets on Twitter due to those daggum character limitations. But for Boozy Bracketology, I have been Chris. I've been Mike, subbing in for Steven. Get well, buddy. I'm Nikki. And I'm Leah. And we will see you next week with the epic conclusion of the best Broadway musical bracket. Don't miss it. Have a good one.